Hello, and welcome to the Salty Podcast. I'm your host, Salty Popcorn. I'm the Salty Co-host. Um, Salty Co-host, how are you doing today? I'm doing just fine. How are you? <laughs> just fine. Just fine. I'm doing... Uh, me, I'm doing just fine. Just, just fine. How's the weather? I'm not going to talk about the weather. It was horrible... <laughs> And anybody who's cold needs to just shut up and say you're and just be lucky because it's hot and miserable in the state we live in, which we're not going to mention because that would be really creepy. I didn't go outside today. Yeah, you live a sad life. Sad, sad life. I hope you less heated life than you. Yeah. Hey, I have a suggestion that we should do for this podcast, and I want to hear what. what? You, how would you? <laughs> How would you like in the beginning we get like a bag of chips and we taste these bag of chips and we talk about it to our viewers <laughs> and we like okay crumb. well I don't have chips though me but neither. that sounds like a good idea yeah me neither we just get the chips at the same time just to see I don't Even know I'm this if you want to tell us make sure to leave us a voice record message on uh, something I don't know it was like anchor I think you leave a voice record message I don't know. Anyway, um, well, let's just begin with the movie. Um, uh, we're talking the thin about red the line. line. The thin red line, directed by Terry. Yeah. Um, Salty Coast. <laughs> Would you like to give out the um, what's it called? The Google Plus synopsis. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Thin Cool. Google. It's not finished. The plot synopsis isn't finished. All right. Wait, I'll go on just Letterboxd. Just, okay, fine. Read the one on Letterboxd. That's what we're going to do. The Letterboxd plot synopsis. Because we both have Letterboxd. (sighs) Make sure to follow me. Salty popcorn. I'm pretty famous. Don't follow me because I don't care. All right. Every man fights... His own lore. Based on the graphic novel by James Jones, The Thin Red Line tells the story of a group of men, an army rifle company called C for Charlie, who change, suffer, and ultimately make essential discoveries about themselves during the World War II battle of Guadalcanal. Follows their journey from the surprise of an unopposed landing through their bloody and exhausting battles that follow to the ultimate departure of those who survive. A powerful frontline cast, including Sean Penn, Nick Nolte, Woody Harrelson, and George Clooney. Exploding into action in the hauntingly realistic view of the military and moral choices in the Pacific during World War II. That's a lot. Anyway... Um, what did you think? Well, it's, it's a bit confused. Um, this is a bit confusing overall experience. Um, and math. Yeah. So do you, let's just talk about our overall experience. What is your overall experience? Really good in the beginning. The rest and a, just failure. What? I don't know how they messed it up. 
I mean, but then like to see a little you, bit at the end was. I like yeah. to see you try, but whatever. You're okay. wrong, of course. <laughs> no, this time you're actually wrong, and I'm actually. <laughs> this is such a good movie. I don't honestly. I don't know how. How can you hate this? How how can could they mess? How can up? you hate every movie imaginable? All right, it's such a like, solid start. How could they mess? Up? No, it was good from beginning to end. You just have no. You just think. Movies like good movies like Sonatine is trash. <laughs> when you're the trash, <laughs> I don't know why I just fake laugh. That wasn't funny. I don't know, but wow. I really love this film. This was a really good film. Um, probably one of my favorite war films. Maybe for me, actually. Huh? The beginning. The beginning. How is this your first Terrence Malick film? Yeah. You don't even know. Yeah, it is. You don't know. Uh, I think you might like none of its films, but <laughs> no, I think yeah. Badlands. IMAX? Huh? It's a movie called IMAX. No, that's his um experience IMAX movie that he did. I saw that movie. It was okay. It was, man. The Tree of Life is pretty great. And Days of Heaven. Ah. Awesome too. Maybe we'll talk about those. Anyway, let's move on to the movie. Um, do you want to start with our points? Oh yes. We, so our point. Cinematography. Yeah, cinematography is fantastic. It Absolutely is, beautiful. It is so good. Can we agree that this is one of the like? I think this is so far like the best use of cinematography in all the movies we've talked about so far. It's really really good. It is so good. It is. I think this film is more of an experience. Like, can we agree that this film is like an experience kind of film? It would be a good theater film. Yeah. And I yeah. think that has to do with like the cinematography. It sort of captures this um, tone, uh, like this war tone to it and how you feel during, like you're like there at the war, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it captures a really um, real feeling to it. It's yeah. kind of like, a little futuristic um there was it the camera didn't really move vertically it's just a wide angle lens um moving left to right like following the characters mm-hmm. um really cool it was so cool um i really love the beach scenes the beach scenes were phenomenal like the way they shot them the way terrence malick shot those beach scenes were just mind-blowing it reminded me of Apocalypse Now points, the way that the camera was moving. You haven't yeah, seen that. whatever that moves. <laughs> oh, we should talk about that one. You might like that one. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I really love the cinematography. So far, it's my favorite cinematography in the movies we've talked about. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, I just I think it's just well shot. Um, it doesn't feel like it needs restoration. I feel like a lot of 90s movies need a lot of restoration because of how fuzzy they look. Like, the faces look fuzzy. Everything kind of looks just, like, a bit fuzzy. But this looks pretty modern in the sense that... I thought it was a little bit fuzzy. Like, I could tell that it was old, but it still looks good. Yeah. I just think it... Like, usually these movies kind of scare me because, like, sometimes it, it gets really distracting, it gets like really, really distracting. Like the quality is just like blech. 
but this yeah. had really great quality to it. Um, you want to move on to like the technical aspects and score? Yeah, the technical aspects. Uh, Hans Zimmer. Yeah, score is fantastic. I just wish it would be a little more pronounced, like just louder. It, it was pretty quiet. That's how all of his scores are. Terrence Malick's films, their scores are quiet. It, it's more of, it's kind of weird. You have to see more of his films to understand what he's trying to go for. But I can understand, like, this is probably his, like, loud, probably one of his louder scores. I could say the sound was extraordinary. Like, on the worship. Oh, the tech, yeah, the, the sound. My, my, I don't know what it's called, um... They had it for sound design, sound design, sound design. Yeah, that thing. That. Yeah. Um, I thought it was like, really. Yeah, on the battleship. Oh, yeah, what were you saying? No, 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 you go first. Yeah, just on the battleship, you could hear, like, the hollow inner workings of the ship below and, like, the metals all groaning and stuff. It's really cool. Uh-huh, And yeah. the wind. I really love when they're, like, um you know, shooting the guns and stuff, shooting their guns and, like, because you can really hear, like, sometimes I feel like movies, war movies especially, like, you don't really hear, like, the gun sounds, but, like, the gun sounds in this were pretty great. Pew, pew. Yeah. Pew, yeah, pew. the bombs were loud. It honestly felt really real, though. Like, the gun sounds felt really well. Sometimes it feels really fake. <laughs> that makes yeah. Sense. They, like, panned the sound from left to right, like, really well. If I felt 3D. Yeah. Um, what else is like technical? Editing's pretty great. I like the editing. Um, yeah, the editing's pretty good. And the I, color. Oh, the color was fantastic. <laughs> and I yeah. feel like that's due to like the cinematography too. It captures like it's not too old. It it doesn't need restoration. It looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. When like they first entered that island all the the green was glowing it was amazing that was such a cool shot um yeah i've got nothing else to add about the technical stuff do you have anything else to add nope for now we go on to the writing (laughs) writing is pretty good writing is a failure no it's not a failure you're a failure (laughs) Okay, the beginning was good. They it starts off innocently, oh. just a nice community, and no. then the big bad ship comes, and he's like, "You've been a wall," and then you no. know about the character, you and know that, what he wants, right? You know what this your fake news, <laughs> and then <laughs> your fake news. You see the people on the ship, and then you get grounded your life dialogue. False. but then they go onto this the fancy little trip to the island and it just drags and drags and drags like they're just random people now they're just you're just watching them go pew pew oh no he died and then they continue on they go do it again in the exact same environment Hmm. by the way people i'm not a republican i'm just doing that as for fun so just don't get offended sorry <laughs> you are fake news anyway i thought the writing was fantastic it captures the feeling of war and desperation and it's just a pretty 
great writing. If you've watched any other Terrence Malick film, you would know the infamous three that he's made. To the Wonder, Knight of Cups, and Song to Song. Those three movies are some of the most poorly written films I have ever witnessed in my life. <laughs> so are- you're admitting he's a bad writer. No, he's a good writer in his earlier days, like this, but oh my gosh. You just don't understand how bad he he is now, but how good he was before. Like, Thin Red Line is a fantastically written film. Um, I like the argument between the colonel and that one lead guy. I think that was good. Yeah, it was all good. It was all well written. It's just people, sometimes people like um, Salty Co-hosts just don't understand good writing when it comes. Oh, like how could they do that? He thinks um, they just he probably build up something so good in the fir- in the beginning, then they throw it all away. Just like Tenet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think they do that. I think it takes a turn where no. blame this. It's sort of. Hmm. yeah i don't know i just think the writing (laughs) i just think it captures the feeling of war and what people i think those conversations the conversations that the people have the like the the troopers the troop people like the soldiers and the um native people have are real and it feels like real conversations happening and like all the arguments are so valid it feels like it would actually happen. You would actually see this, you know? I'll give it, I'll give you this. I don't like how calm the movie was when it was dealing with war. Like the characters were acting so calm and stuff during times. I was like, can you act a little crazy, please? <laughs> but I but I have to disagree about the writing. I think it captures reality in a very, very beautiful way. I think Ooh. the dialogue is good. Ooh. What happened? Boom, boom. boom. No, I what? don't smelly complaints. <laughs> I said the dialogue is good. Oh, okay. I, I want to hear your, your anything good. Okay, that's good. Well, okay, so I have to ask you, what took a weird turn for you is my question. What took a weird turn for me? I thought when they were like ambushed, that was just going to be like a little chapter, a little peg in the story. But then they stayed there for like an hour and 30 minutes. <laughs> okay, I realize what you're talking about. They stood there for the whole movie. Yes. But I think that was what the area was supposed to be. Where do you think it was? That's what the Thin Red Line's name is. That's the Thin Red Line. Yeah, but they like built it up with a bunch of things intertwining with the captain and whatever. Uh, that's no i understand what you're trying to say but that's what the comic was based off of and that's what the story is based off of it's based off of that area specifically and those soldiers are trying to protect that area so it kind of makes sense for them to be there oh burn the comics huh i think this i think this movie could be two hours well how long was it three hours 
It didn't feel like three hours to me. So I was like, seven hours. <laughs> Are you sure? I, fe- I finished the movie at like nine o'clock at night. When did you start it? Well, like uh, after dinner, like six or no, nah, yeah, because it's three hours. Hmm. Oh, because it's three hours. Oh, so you had to figure out what time you were to do an excuse. Oh, okay. Wait, what? Ah, how the tables have turned. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. I'm just. Yeah, that's my thought. <laughs> I watched it yesterday. All right, fine. Yeah, that's fine. When you said you were going to watch it on Monday, but that's fine. Lie. Well, I will watch it Tuesday. Well, I don't think I'm okay with that. <laughs> well, I'll deal with it. I can't. Now I can't. Um, <laughs> sorry. You can't, you can't go on? No, I just uh, know I win. Um, I can't let what? the viewers know your epic defeat. Anyway, anyway, yeah, anyway. We'll move on to the incredible acting. Yeah, acting was good. Yeah, the acting Thank was you. good. Oh. No, it was good. Yeah, it was really good. I liked um, Sean Penn's character. Who that? He was, <laughs> I think he was um, the soldier who was arguing with the colonel. Oh. I like the colonel himself because he was yelling. Yeah, I like people when they yell. His yell was satisfying. Yeah, exactly. Um, wait, what? <laughs> what? Did you just say his yell was satisfying? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, he was like yelling at them so loudly. It was amazing. Anyway. <laughs> he was like so angry. I like He's the, like the guy from Spider-Man 2. Do you mean J.K. Simmons? J. Jameson. Jane Jameson? Oh my gosh. J.K. Simmons and James Jameson? Ooh. Easy. Uh-huh. Anyway. I thought the acting was pretty great. Um, the When they were like went into that the, like the Japanese outpost oh yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I liked like their scaredness. Like when they were really scared, it felt so real. Yeah, like I honestly felt frightened too. I was like right there. I felt like I was there, being the soldier, scared. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I feel like this is mo is like one of Terrence Malick's more um, immersive films. I think that's because of the acting. Have uh, I'll talk more about his immersion when it's the direction time, which is the next chapter. You have anything else to say about the acting? No, not really. Cool. Let's go with the direction. The direction's pretty great. <laughs> I really love the direction in this. What do you think? Um, the direction, it was like gritty, right? Well, it was gritty, yeah. That's your opinion. I think it um, it felt more melancholic, melancholic. Um, yeah. It was like philosophical. 
it, that's all of his films. Oh my gosh. All of Terrence Malick's films are philosophical. Hmm. <laughs> most philosophical is the tree of life. That's his like most. His least is oh, probably yeah. Badlands, even though that's my favorite of his films. It's pretty hmm. good. But um, what am I going to say? I The immersion that Terrence Malick made me feel was I felt like I was there in the war. I was one of those soldiers and it was like a journey that I was going through. That's what I kind of felt from the movie. Well, I was in the war, but I was bored in the war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a thing. I can understand why people would be bored with this movie. It's I do I'm looking at the runtime. It is pretty long. But at the same time, I think I'm just used to these long movies now, which is kind of sad because I've become this monster. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Um, hmm. But yeah, that was about it. I have to be honest. What? There was a point in this movie that I watched it at five times speed. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> you can't do this! <laughs> How do you want to understand the movies? I watched I watched the last 20 minutes in four minutes. Oh my gosh, this is awful. Yeah. I may not have appreciated the ending as much as I could have, but I liked speeded it up to see if I would miss anything. I just, I'm shocked. Why are you telling me this? Why are we giving this review? You must make an honest review. Oh my God. So people, you know, they word anymore if you keep doing this. They'll interpret my review as such. As a fake. <laughs> Not a fake. I watched it. Five times speed. How does anybody watch at that speed? I saw it. Nothing happened. They were talking in the sunset. That's not what happened. Well, it is what happened, but it's not what happened. And the guy was like, I'm out of the war. I'm just going to so sit on this hill. You're telling me I suffered through all of your... Wait, you suffered through this movie. No, from the... Is that what happened? Oh, wait. I recommend The Sixth Sense. Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thought- good recommendation there. I know, it's no, like uh-huh. a salty co-host recommendation. I Wait, know. I recommended you a movie that you liked. So, basically, I recommended a movie that you liked, and you recommended a movie I liked. Ooh, easy masterpiece. So it cancels out. Yeah. You watched it at five times speed, though! <laughs> well, 5.10 times speed. Uh, I had to download an extension. Shame on you. Shame. Wait. Oh, okay. Hmm. I'm just going to say shame on you because this is just disappointing. Ugh. All right. I've got nothing to add about the direction other than I'm disappointed in you, Salty Coast, and you need to do better. I guess my analysis is slightly dishonest because of that. Uh, but I'm, I'm joking. I'm really not. I'm just joking. Anyway. Let's... I had to. <laughs> I mean, it's a good representation of how I felt. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else to add? No. That was the red, the thin red line. 
All right, so let's give our ratings. I'm going to give this one a 10 out of 10. Holy moly. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to give this a 3.5. I think it does a lot. Oh, of you well. give it a 3.5. No, you awful reader. You should never. This is the worst. Oh, this, this kid. He rates 3.5 out of 5 all the time and says, it's a 3.75. <laughs> no, I it's a 3.5 flat. Oh, aggravate me. Aggravate me. With your 3.5 to 3.75. Oh. It says 3.5 is good. I bet you don't even like film. I, don't, I, don't, I think you like watching TV shows instead. Evil. Evil, man. Mm. I don't know if I do. I don't really watch TV shows. That's true. You don't. Anyway, I was. I watched Top Gear, which is huge. Top Gear is pretty cool. It's glorious, except it's not like story based. No, it's more of like cars racing, and that's pretty cool. Like that, like the cars are racing. I think that's pretty cool. If you're into cars, like I am, you'd be pretty cool. Yes. Cars two is the worst. Cars is best. No, it's the worst. If you haven't seen Cars 2, you have to see it with like a new lens. Okay, have to see it like Transformers people are gonna fall say, What is this Transformers Fall of Man? Transmorphers. Oh my gosh. All right. Um, anyway, I've got nothing else to add. I'm seriously. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Well, wait we, we're done. So we're now going to go to trivia. No. Okay. Salty co-host's favorite thing. Oh, oh. yeah. I'm pumped. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's scream for no reason. All right. So I'm number, good at one, this. number one is who played park owner John Hammond in Jurassic Park? I'll give you a hint. Richard Attenborough. Um, Sam Neill or Laura, Laura Dern or um, what's the other one? Jeff Jeff um, Goldblum. Um, what's his name again in the Jurassic Park movie itself? Uh, John Hammond. I think he's the old one. What's his name? And. I gave you four names. Choose one he of them. He kind of looks like David Attenborough, which yeah. means he's Richard Attenborough. I'm glad you looked that up. Wait, no, I didn't. <laughs> I really didn't. Oh, really? Nice. Okay. In what 1950 drama does Betty Davis say, fasten your seatbelt, it's going to be a bumpy night? Sunset Boulevard, All About Eve, um, A Star is Born, or the nineteen the nineteen fifty one, or um, what's it called? Citizen Kane. Um, I haven't watched these movies, but I think you would choose a trivia question for Sunset Boulevard. Ah, eh, wrong. Oh. All about Eve, and Citizen came out in the forties. I don't know when that um, a Star Is Born movie came out. The 19 is it came out in the 50s? Oh, it did come out in the 50s. Woohoo! There's also a 30s one, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, 
Marlon Brando could have been a contender in what iconic 1954 crime drama? Um, on the waterfront, east of Eden, uh, facing the crowd, or a streetcar named Desire? East of Eden, of course. Uh, wrong. Fun fact, all of those movies I just mentioned are all part of the same director's filmography, Elia Kazan. It's on the waterfront. Whoa. Yeah. I know. I'm pretty awesome. Crazy facts. What famous LA landmark is heavily featured in Rebel Without a Cause? Okay. Could I have like a hint? Oh, no. You're going to get a hint. Oh, okay. Hold on a second. Suspicious. Trying to. Okay. So is it the, the Hayden track? The Kate Manta Manta Eileen Manta Manta The Seven Wonders of Valley or the Griffith Observatory. The Griffith Observatory. Congratulations, you got a point. Who directed Ooh. Boris Karloff in the classic Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein? Ed Wood. <laughs> James Whale, um, Christopher Nolan, or oh. War? Christopher Nolan. Or Steven Spielberg. Eh? Oh. Or Christopher Nolan. Answer the question, one of those four. Christopher Nolan. That's your answer. <laughs> Christopher Nolan. Fine, you're wrong, and I'm glad you're wrong. Hey, oh. can't go wrong with Christopher Nolan. I have gone wrong six times. You didn't do anything wrong. He's done everything wrong. Made poo poo movies. <laughs> He's made three good movies. He's made three great movies, and the rest are good to bad. Well, are mediocre to bad. Maybe I'd better. Or maybe I not. If I made, if I had his budgets, I'd do better than him. <laughs> yes, hmm. I'll be arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> when he was, was Stanley Kubrick arrogant? No, he wasn't. He was probably was. Just like Christopher Nolan, who's very arrogant. All right, we're not having this debate. We're not having this debate. Anyway, it's somebody's turn for a recommendation. Now, I'm looking, and it seems like it's me who gets to recommend a movie. I'm recommending a movie that looks incredibly boring, and my dad said it was boring, and my mom said it was boring. No, no. I'm going to watch it anyway, because I have to suffer. You have to suffer. Um, And that movie is called The Miami Vice Movie, directed by Michael Mann. It's like an action crime movie. Action it, it looks interesting to say the least. I 132 minutes. It says 2.4k people have given this a five stars. It's controversial. <clears throat> so we may hey, love, in, we may disagree with our parents. Oh. Oh. Ooh. Oh. We both may yes, the Django and Chankar. Yes, it does. Anyway, 
I don't think it's going to be boring. I think it's going to be fun at least, right? Um, we don't know. We'll have to see. That has a more optimistic runtime than the Thin Red Line. That's true. That's true. Well, let's start it. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see. Um, if you, yeah, that's it. Go watch. Watch this, this controversial. Oh, I keep interrupting. No, 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 it's fine. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch it. Watch this controversial film. You may disagree with us. If you don't like it, you can burn it. If you love it, you can, um, well, I don't know, buy the DVD. I don't know. Yeah. And we want to know if you burned it. That would be really funny if you did. I'd laugh in your face. And film it. I don't know how you would give it to us. But... Well, why would I laugh in their faces when they hated the movie and they wanted it to burn? So that would not make any sense. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I don't make any sense anymore. Anyway, um, hey, I, I have nothing else to add but pure happiness. I have nothing else to add than pure boredom, no um, monotone. Oh, smelly Christmas. Anyway, um, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode, um, and I hope everybody has a great week. Um, springtime's coming, so we'll I'll be releasing two episodes at one time. Wait a second, this video is not even this episode is not even gonna get released until then. So never oh. mind. <laughs> Oops. Anyway, I hope everybody has a great day and a great week. And yeah, bye. Bye.